Welcome to the war from Boise, Idaho. This is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Well, here now is part two of the command performance victory extra from August the 14th of 1945. We continue the special victory day command performance. A lot of people have worked long and hard for this day. Soldiers and civilians, men of war, men of God. Here now is Loretta Young with a prayer composed by a man of God as he lay wounded in an evacuation hospital on the Burma Road. It is a common man's simple heartfelt prayer for tomorrow, born of the rich nobility of a great soul. Give us the strength to accept with serenity the things that cannot be changed. Give us the courage to change the things that can and should be changed. And give us the wisdom to distinguish the one from the other. The next young lady on this Victory Command performance has made a major pitch to keep the gangs at the APOs from going hut-happy. I'm talking about Lena Horne, who's been rolling out some sweet music across both oceans toward the audiences that have made this Victory Day a reality. Along with the AFRS Orchestra, under the direction of the mighty Major Meredith Wilson, Lena's going to sing the song that she's had more commands to perform than any other, The Man I Love. to be. Every night I dream a little dream. And of course, Prince Charming is the theme. The he. Oh, although I realize as well as you that it's seldom that a dream comes true. Say a 
shall meet him Sunday, maybe Monday, maybe not, still I'm sure to meet him. forces have written many thousands of letters expressing your gratitude for the radio service that has followed you where wartime needs have taken you. This gratitude rightfully belongs to the broadcasting and entertainment industry of the United States. For the armed forces radio service would not have been possible without their continued and complete cooperation. At the inception of AFRS, these industries told us, both by word and by action, the best of American radio must be given to our armed forces in whatever volume is needed. So we here tonight convey your gratitude to the four great radio networks and the independent radio stations of your country. The commercial advertisers and their agencies, the musicians' unions, copyright owners and publishers, the recording and transcription companies, the unions and representatives of all talent appearing on these programs, the artists of stage, screen, and radio, and the Hollywood Victory Committee, which has scheduled their appearances. Such a united, single-purpose effort for the welfare of the men and women of our armed forces is a tribute not only to the industry's concern, but to the fine democratic principles of free competitive enterprise upon which these industries were founded and developed. You have just heard Colonel Thomas H.A. Lewis, Commandant, Armed Forces Radio Service. And talking about AFRS... Hi, fellas. This is G.I. Jill. A few weeks ago, we sent you program number 1,000 of G.I. Jive... It was sort of a celebration hitting the all-time high mark on one of your own special shows. But this is a day we've really been waiting for. G.I. Jive wants to latch on to the proceedings and join the beam with our own theme man, Mr. G.I. Jive himself, Johnny Mercer.
This is a G.I. Jive, man alive. It starts with the bugler blowing reveille over your bed when you arrive. Jack, that's a G.I. Jive. Rudely toot, jump in your suit, make a salute. After you wash and dress more or less You go get your breakfast in a beautiful little cafe they call the Mess Jack, when you convalesce Out of your seat, into the street Make with your feet If you're a PVT, your duty is to salute the L-I-E-U-T. But if you brush the L-I-E-U-T, the MP makes you KP on the QT. This is the G.I. Jive Man Alive. They give you a private tank that features a little device called Fluid Drive. Jack, after you revive, chunk all your junk back in the trunk, fall on your bunk. But if you brush the L-I-E-U-T Hey, the MP makes you KP on the QT This is the G.I. Chime Man Alive They give you a private tank That features a little device called Fluid Drive Hey, Jack, after you revive Chunk all your junk Back in the trunk, fall on your bunk. Lunk. Soon you're counting G. But before you count to five, you'll be right back digging at G. scrapbook of this war must contain more than the memories of music and entertainment. Memorable words have passed through microphones into the ether these past five years. Edward G. Robinson and Orson Welles are here to recreate some of these words. Edward G. Robinson speaking. Well, this is the payoff. This is the time to reflect on the events and deeds which have brought this victory into being. We've had some great military leaders in this conflict, 
Their words have rallied us at times when the outlook was pretty black. A few months after Pearl Harbor, when our hopelessly outnumbered forces had to evacuate the Philippines, General of the Armies Douglas MacArthur spoke these words. Corregidor needs no comment from me. It has sounded its own story at the mouth of its guns. It has scrolled its own epitaph on enemy tablets. But through the bloody haze of its last reverberating shot, I shall always seem to see the vision of its grim, gaunt, and ghostly men still unafraid. As the march toward Tokyo quickened its pace, Admiral of the Fleet, Chester W. Nimitz, spoke these words about the victory to come. Our entrenched enemy, and the long road we must travel to get at him, are the barriers to victory. They will not be overcome until much hard work has been done. But we know that any aggressor nation choosing to test the fiber of the American people in war will be given an object lesson in what it means to work and what it means to fight. With faith in the justice of our cause and confidence in our ability to see it through, we will not fail. The men and women of the United States Navy have proved the rightness of the Admiral's words. Another great military leader, General of the Armies Dwight D. Eisenhower, has spoken out with conviction about the ways of peace. The soldier knows that in war, the threat of separate annihilation tends to hold allies together. He hopes we can find in peace a nobler incentive to produce the same unity. He passionately believes that with the same determination, the same optimistic resolution, and the same mutual consideration among allies, the problems of peace can and must be met. He sees the United Nations, strong but considerate, humane and understanding leaders in the world to preserve the peace he is winning. The will of the world's people is united behind General Eisenhower's prophecy. By the grace of God, the peace that begins today will be a peace that endures. This is certainly a, a great day. To us here, there's only one fellow missing. He's busy elsewhere. That grand old man of comedy, Mr. Bob Hope. I know that uh, Bob and I have said many disparaging things about one another. He's way in front. But actually, there's a pretty deep bond between us. There's nothing in the world I wouldn't do for Bob Hope. There's nothing in the world he wouldn't do for me. That's the way we go through life, doing nothing for each other. We sure miss it. You know, when you get to assembling a scrapbook of command performance memories, you just can't help remembering the bright spots of color supplied by a gal named Lena Romar. Lena's song is Squid Squid. Mira que la vida es triste. Que tu cantar me alegra el corazón. Chiu, 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 chiu. Chiu, 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 chiu. Canta 
canta pajarito que tu cantar me alegra el corazón con tus gorjeos con tu trina despierta el alba la noche ya se va con tus gorjeos con tu trina despierta el alba la noche ya se va chiu 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 My heart singing just for two Chew, 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 chew And when you're near I hear an angel sing Chew, 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 chew Means my heart is on the wing Chew, 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 chew And when you're near I hear an angel sing My love is soaring I'm flying high You're so adoring My heart is in the sky The bird that's singing will soon be through. Then I'll be winging my song of love to you. Mira que la vida es triste, que tu cantar me alegra el corazón. To you men with radios in Quonsets and tents and foxholes, here's a spot that'll take you back to the Christmas command of 1944. Listen, lads, and remember. Now, folks, we bring you one of the brightest young stars ever to flash across the entertainment world. Loads of charm, bursting with talent, a really thrilling personality, effervescent, magnetic, dynamic, Danny Kaye. Well, how are you tonight, Danny? Pretty good, huh? Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, I bet you have something really sensational for our show tonight. Uh-huh. <laughs> something that'll really rock them, sock them, lay them in the aisles, eh? Uh-huh. What personality, what magnetism this boy has. He's loaded. Uh-huh. Is uh-huh all you can say? Uh-uh. <laughs> well, say something else, for goodness sake. Being my dear little boy... Здравствуйте, кузис из Лесняжи, со Стросняльис, Марквандоли, Сорто и Снеж, Браспачи, Жолькят. Марч! What does that mean? Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, now, this is ridiculous. I thought you were supposed to be a comedian, Danny. Well, I am after a fashion bingy boy, but there's no sense trying to top you, the great Bing Crosby. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you've got loads of charm, you're bursting with talent, a really thrilling personality. Effervescent, magnetic, dynamic Bing Crosby. Uh-huh. <laughs> And besides, Bingy, my uh, files only go back to 1937. Well, yes, that is a disadvantage. My mm-hmm. ad-libs go clear back to Bob Hope. <laughs> <laughs> That's just what I figured, so if you don't mind, Bing, I'll just sing. That'll be grand, Danny. What's it going to be? Well, I'd like to do a... Little thing we did in a picture called Up in Arms. It was in the scene of a lobby theater. And, uh... 
This, if you remember, took place in the lobby of a movie house, and we were all standing on line, and I was complaining very bitterly to some people standing with me and that we were going in to see a musical picture. And I said, if you see musical pictures, you've seen them all. If you've seen one, you've seen them all. So I said, supposing you do get in the theater, and supposing you do get a seat, and suppose the woman in front does take her hat off, what do you see? Manic Depressive Pictures presents... (laughs) Hello, Fresno, goodbye. Produced by our humanic and directed by Depressive. Now you know the name of the picture and you'd like to see it. But no. <laughs> Screenplay by Gluck, from a stage play by Mott, from a story by Blip, from a chapter by Ronk, from a sentence by Dokes, from a comma by Stokes, from an idea by Groves, based on a Joe Miller's a joke. <laughs> now you know the name of the picture and who wrote it. And you'd still like to see it. But now. <laughs> Art direction, Finkel Puffin, Terry is Minerva Puff Photography, Alonzo Tech Recorded, Sound as Needle, Beck Upholstery by Zachary, Nicknackery by Thackery, Tachickery by Dickery, and Dickery by Doc. Now, finally, at last, comes the picture. And what do we see? The same old beautiful chorus girl. The opening scene is a ranch in Fresno, California. So what are they singing? When it's cherry blossom time in Orange, New Jersey, we'll make a peach of our pear. I know we can't elope, so honey, do be mine. And do... Up from the gulch rides a hunk of man. He is our hero, Cowboy Dan, the galloping yodeling buckaroo. His horse, of course, is a baritone, too. <laughs> I've got that old wagon wheels inside of me. I've got that old cactus in the height of me. I've got that. The girls are delighted to hear this. But where is our heroine? As the bell rings for lunch, we find our heroine in the corral eating her heart out. She is Mary Suan, tap-dancing daughter of an American juggling act who left her on the doorstep of an old English castle where she was found by Sir Basil Metabolism who said, By Zoom, a girl baby! I shall raise her as me own daughter! Which he did. But she wants to tap dance, and Cowboy Dan, who she met on this trip and was love at first sight, wants to marry her so she can't tap dance, but she knows Sir Basil will never commit this. Never! She's eating her heart out Because she wants to tap dance But through her tears She is singing a happy little song Because she is also a coloratura soprano (laughs) 
beside herself. <laughs> Her favorite position. Oh, Father, you must let me marry Cowboy Dan. He owns the biggest ranch in Texas. Or none. Bar none? Well, that's the password of the FBI. It can't be. No, no, yes, yes. No, no, yes, yes. No, no, yes, yes. No, no, yes, yes. It can't be. But it was. <laughs> he rushes to marry Sue Ann. Marry Sue Ann, and you help me. You must step out a message in code. This is her big chance. Now she can tap dance, which she does. But what has she done? She has betrayed her own father. But he isn't her father. He is Heinrich von Schlupen van Goldesblum, home in the Goldesblum, hiding the bing Crosby, holding, piling the hold. The dangerous German spy. Stick up your hands, you dirty rat, and gout is flirting, Eisen Blatt, so ah, the FBI finally captured the German spy. Dan and Mary are about to blame. You think the picture's about to end? But no. <laughs> Who ever heard of a musical picture without Carmelita Pepita? The Bolivian Bombshell. I wish you could come with me to my little village in Bolivia. So peaceful there are the purple mountains with the lovely mist and the shining stars. And the little people who live so simple and quiet. And all they want to do is sing. When it's cherry blossom time in Orange, New Jersey, we'll make a You fellas have heard this young lady sing on half a hundred assorted shows heading overseas. My one-time arpeggio associate, the lovely Marilyn Maxwell, singing I Got Rhythm. Everything's got to have a beat. Even Mr. Porter's tom-toms in the verse of night and day have to have a rhythm. Had to have something to say Even Tommy Dorsey When he's playing awfully sweet Had to have a beat I am no exception to the rule When I hear a guy like Kruger I just seem to melt away Well, something stirs within me And something tries to say Lady, you got I got rhythm, I got music I got my man who could ask for anything more I got daisies in green pastures I got my man who could ask for anything more Oh, man, trouble, I don't mind him You won't find him hanging around my door Sweet dreams, I've got starlight. I got my man who could ask for anything more. Who could ask for anything more? I've got rhythm, I've got music, and I've got my man. I've got daisies in green. 
pastures and I've got my man. Oh, man, trouble ain't hanging round no more. Ain't gonna show his face round this lovely place. He's gone for good cause I've got my man and I've got a feeling that I This is Herbert Marshall. A great poem came out of this war. It was written by a 19-year-old American boy named John McGee. He wrote it while serving in England as a fighter pilot in the Royal Canadian Air Force. May I read it on this day of victory? slipped the surly bonds of earth and danced the skies on laughter-silvered wings. Sunward I've climbed and joined the tumbling mirth of sun-split clouds and done a hundred things you have not dreamed of. Wheeled and soared and swung high in the sunlit silence. Hovering there, I've chased the shouting wind along and flung my eager craft through footless halls of air. Up, up the long, delirious, burning blue, I've topped the wind-swept heights with easy grace, where never lark nor even eagle flew. And while with silent, lifting mind I've trod the high, untrespassed sanctity of space, put out my hand and touched the face of God. when you're whipping up a scrapbook of memories, you're missing the boat a nautical mile if you don't include the items that brought the most pleasure. During these war years, we've never been short on musical imports from South America to beam to you wherever you are. One of the chief purveyors of L'Amour Latin from the Rhine to the Yangtze is La Carmen Miranda, who's going to sing Tico Tico. Tira esse tipo de cara, 
Botei um gato, um espantalinho, a sapão, mas ele acha que fubá é que é boa alimentação. Tico-tico-tá, tá outra vez aqui. O tico-tico tá comendo meu fubá. Se o tico-tico tenta que se alimentar, tá comendo mais minha cana pra lá. O tico-tico-tico-tico-tico-tico-tico-tico-tico-tico-tico-tico-tico-tico-tico-tico-tico-tico-tico-tico-tico-tico-tico-tico-tico-tico-tico-tico-tico-tico-tico-tico-tico-t
But you've never acted. Don't make no difference. The smell of the grease ball is in me nostrils. Yeah, you and me will make a great team, Claudie. Mm. <clears throat> well, I'm sorry, Archie, but I thought if promised Bill Shakespeare, I'd go back to Broadway and do one of his plays next season. You promised Shakespeare? Ain't he dead? Yeah, I promised it to him on his deathbed. Well, a promise is a promise. <laughs> Leave us forget pictures. You and me will do Shakespeare on the stage together. Yep, and mayhap we'll even win the Putzler Prize. <laughs> that never died like that. Yeah. <laughs> Together we'll march on with Cordy. We'll be a team like Alfred Lint and Once Fontaine. <laughs> like that Chilcret and Legallian. Like Abbott and Costello. But Archie, you and Shakespeare. Why not? I bet that Shakespeare with me eye teeth. William Randolph Shakespeare. The Bard. The Bard of Stratford Avenue. What a writer he was. To be or not to be. Only three words, but what with what meaning? What do they mean? Who cares? <laughs> was beautiful. And that other sock expression of his, uh, Juliet. Juliet. Wherefore art thou, Juliet? Oh, please, leave me get out of here. Now, wait a minute. You can't walk out on me. What about the team? What about this Putzela prize? No, no, Archie, yours is a great talent. It belongs to the world. You don't need me. No? No. Maybe not. No, Archie, you must go on alone to great heights. Oh, I can see it now, your name and light. Archie and King Lear. Archie and Macbeth. Archie and Hamlet. Archie and Twelfth Night. Archie and Tobacco Road. Yes, yes, you go on and on. And all I ask is that someday when you're striding about the stage in your long black tights, you will look up toward the balcony... And there, in the very last row, will be a little old lady. And I will be saying to the people around me, That's Archie. I knew him when. I knew him when. You think you ought to be talking while I'm acting? I don't know, but I'm sure of one thing. I oughtn't to be acting while you're talking. <laughs> well, anyways, good night, and I bid you a fond of Duke. This is Greer Garson. For Americans, there have been four Christmases at war. The first was the darkest one, Christmas 1941. The smoke of treachery at Pearl Harbor had barely lifted. By Christmas 1942, a glimmer of hope appeared. The giant weapons began to come out of the forge to take shape and to move into striking position with others united. Christmas 1943 and the crossing of the Atlantic and signs even then that the Pacific might again someday hold title to its name. Christmas 1944, with victory in Europe in sight and a tidal wave moving toward the east. Christmas 1945. This will be the Christmas that we and all the world have prayed so earnestly for. A Christmas of peace and hope. A white Christmas. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas, just 
just like the ones I used to know Where the treetops glisten And children listen To hear sleigh bells in the snow Yeoman third class William Welch has written a prayer for this day of victory. Orson Welles will read it. We join in spirit around the world as these words are spoken. O God of battle and of peace, for the blessings of this day, for the lives that have been spared, for the prayers that have been answered. Thank you from a full and humble heart. In this, the hour of peace, remember those, O God, who gave so much and asked so little. Hear the voices of these men rising from the jungles of New Guinea and the Solomons, from the blood-soaked soil of Iwo Jima and the flame-scorched caves of Okinawa. Hear the chorus of their thanks from the mass of wreckage at Salerno and the twisted rubble that was once a German town. Across the length and breadth of every continent, from the hell-scarred places where they fell, their voices in thanksgiving rise. In memory of these and all the other men and women of the world who bled and died that we might see this day, men of myriad tongues, of myriad faiths, many races, men who had in common the love of dignity and freedom. To these, the citizens of Earth, we dedicate our future and our lives. Give us strength, O God, and wisdom to use the gift that was so dearly bought with blood and toil and tears. Amen. The Armed Forces Radio Service has brought you this special broadcast commemorating Victory Day. This is Ken Carpenter signing off on behalf of all who appeared on command performance on this, the first day of world peace. Our national anthem.
Welcome back. Well, a great uh, program. Uh, the big uh, obvious omission uh, was the absence of Bob Hope, which couldn't be helped. Uh, but this was a great celebration of everything that the AFRS and the Hollywood Victory Committee did during the war and uh, what a key role they played in uh, boosting uh, our troops' morale uh, overseas. And um, I, I think it's worth noting that uh, the first episode begins with a prayer, the second episode ends with a prayer. Some great um, moments and uh, just a fantastic all-star cast. The poem quoted by Herbert Marshall um, by uh, John McGee High Flight uh, was probably best known uh, for uh, its use by uh, President Ronald Reagan in 1986 after the Challenger accident. Well, that pretty much does... uh, conclude the actual story of the war, but we're not quite done yet. Over the next six days, we're going to bring you uh, six podcasts that will take a look at some aspects of uh, post-war life and how the war affected the world and how America met some of the challenges provided by the post-war world. And we'll begin tomorrow with a visit to the Screen Guild Theater. That will uh, do it for today. We'll be back uh, tomorrow with another episode of The War. Send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net. This program is provided as a service of the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio, greatdetectives.net. And Ken Curlin provides the opening theme music, kencurlin.com. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.